2020 check 2021 we're going we're just begun welcome to the cannabis coffee hour with your host me rob cantrell oh yeah we're doing it this is the super christmas super duper christmas episode uh i think this is coming out on christmases uh, Thursday, today is Wednesday. No, this is gonna come out on Christmas Eve when everybody's running around, uh, feeling the pressure drop. Uh, shout out to Toots and the Maytails, pressure drop. Uh, hello everybody, welcome to the Cannabis Co- Coffee Hour. I got a great episode for you. A solo mission, I was gonna go out into the park I was gonna get a guest, I was gonna do all this stuff, but uh, as you know, you know, just shopping and last minute uh, rigmarole, but I'm not, we're not, I'm not moving around that much because there's a pandemic going on and there's a government thing happening and uh, everybody's, uh, I'm laying low. I'm here in Brooklyn, but I rolled a nice little joint for this episode. I was going to do my one hitter in the park and run around because it's a nice day, but it's starting to get cold and wearing a mask, my shit gets all uh, nasally and sweaty after a while if I walk um, and I don't enjoy it. I like being outside in short bursts. Um, so I don't get the steam on the glasses. Now I threw in contacts and they felt good, but then I was like, ah, just roll a joint. And I don't want to smoke a joint with contacts and then it gets right into your contacts. But uh, uh, I have a bottle of, gr- this is Sacred Life. This is, uh, I don't, I'm fucking with kombucha. I had some Stone Street coffee today, if you want to check it out. That's some really good tasty coffee stone street and it's only like eleven dollar like it's got a really good uh price point and you should check them out but i'm already coffeeed up it's later in the afternoon we're getting near 420 everybody so in the afternoon i do like me some kombucha and i've been i've done a couple kombucha episodes on this uh cannabis coffee hour but i wanted to pick up this blue bottle they had this crazy blue alien bottle light blue and aqua blue and it's called this is the you know the gt kombucha which is pretty much your gatorade of kombucha that's the biggest bad boy i see there's another one in those like square bottles and i've had them but i like this gts this uh this kombucha but they have a uh, a 25 what is this thing man 25 label 25th anniversaries these fucking hippies have been making kombucha for 50 years yo um, and this kombucha is called Sacred Life, and it's aqua blue. This shit is crazy, dude. It's coconut water, ginger, blue spernelia, spur, I don't even, dude, this shit is fucking wizard juice. Celebrate life is what it's called. That's what I'm about. It's called Sacred Life. Kombucha contains one of the most sacred things on this earth, life. It is a force that ebbs and flows, expands, contacts, 
ever-changing, perfectly imperfect. The life force is what makes our heart beat, our eyes twinkle, and our cells regenerate. I can dig it. That is why we bottle our 25th anniversary offering, Sacred Life, in a limited edition glass vessel embroidered with sacred geometry. Yo, the flower of life. Yo, this is perfect. May this serve as a symbol of our commitment to crafting raw living foods that replenish our bodies with vitality. I can dig it, man. Uh, I got this bottle at my Brooklyn bodega and I didn't have the cash. I was going to run it on the card and my bodega guy was just like, Rob, I know you're good for it, man. Hit me up with the $4. This is a $4 bottle tomorrow and I am good for it. I got some cash. Um, I got some quick cash and he knows I always pay him back. Um, and every, and there's a lot of people in the store and it's moving and I literally go into this bodega like twice a, a day. I'm taking a big sip. Let's smell this. Gingery. Hardcore ginger. Which is cool because I have a little bit of the phlegm. It's just the winter. I haven't been... I haven't been um, sick or anything. It's just the winter, you know. And um, you run around and you get a little bit of the snot going. But I have been taking a ton of vitamins and taking care of myself. But... I've been smoking a lot of weed. Not a lot, but you know, I, I'm not a lot of, I'm just a, I'm just a pot smoker, man. That's just the gig. We got to just go forward in life and that's, that's how I'm riding it out now. I don't like alcohol. I don't do cocaine. Um, I never got into Adderall, never got into pills, booze. I might make, I got some booze I kind of cut out by the time I was 32, I kind of, I did, you know, I drank until, until the sun came up so many different times and it never, I never really got it. It always, booze always seemed to take life, the life force away from me. So did cigarettes and I smoked cigarettes and dipped and all that shit. It always seemed to take the essence out. Whereas kombucha and herb, and I know this isn't for everybody, herb, you know, sometimes wigs other people out. For me, it always feels like it kind of makes my joints move better. I'm kind of more in a better place when I have it around. Ooh, that's a nice shot of ginger right to the nose gullet. Oh, fuck yeah. Yo, GTS, kombucha. Get at me. This is good stuff. Oh, I love a good ginger. Anybody that's a stoner or like if you smoke a lot of pot or just anybody, Ginger is good. It'll clear it out. Yeah. Uh, Jamaicans cook with a lot of ginger. Ginger root is good for gut health. Everything is gut health. The only thing with coffee is I do drink a lot of it. And the older I get, like, like I go hard in the paint with coffee. I'm trying to even it out a little bit. And even trying to get a little bit smarter about, like, I do like me some espresso shots, and I do like good coffee, uh, and I do like good herb. I rolled a nice, it's not a hardcore pinner. It, my weed is really good, but it dried out really hard. So it's like the type of buds that like you touch and it just turns to dust. Um, 
so what I'm smoking on is called Cactus Jack, and that is Jack Herrera, who was a, I met Jack Herrera. Uh, I met him at the Cannabis Cup, I met him at High Times, I, I met him at three or four like cannabis events that I did comedy at. But he was famous, he had this book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and it was all about how cannabis, he was like a weirdo Republican in his 20s, and then he just fucking ate acid and went the other route, and he wrote this crazy, not crazy book, a well-informed book that people swear by in the cannabis um, legalization movement, um, to the point where it's like, uh, yeah, he talks about how cannabis is going to help the environment, cancer, all these different things, the flower of life. I'm not, I'm not sure if cannabis is the flower of life. I think it's just, you know, what it is. It's, you know, it's cannabis. It's cha. And then I had this other strain my man hooked me up with. Because it's East Coast, so you still got to have a dude. Well, I have a couple people around. Um, I'm not, like, <laughs> picking up pounds or anything. He, he had this stuff called Pink Nightmare. Um, which scared me, but I looked it up and it wasn't too hardcore. And then the Jack Herrera, I like a little bit of variety uh, with my herb, with my comedy, with my music. I always, um, but I, I like to keep it simple, but I like to mix it up. Um, so I just fired up this pinner. I rolled it up in a great raw paper. glorious you know i've been using my one hitter a lot and it just it clogs up it's glass and i cleaned it out but uh i did get some cbd like some really good cbd flour that i do like to mix with my herb um and it was like really high content cbd flour and that really worked um without you know so you're not burning through all your best herb I like to mix it up with a little bit of CBD because I like to smoke spliffs because the one hitter gets all clogged and resiny to the point that it like almost gives me a headache. But the only thing spliffs kind of stink up your spot. That's why I like a nice little pinner. If I'm just going to smoke solo session, like, you know, it's like a half a paper. You just do your best. You get a filter. You put about, you know, I had this little mini grinder. I did two, like, you know, super grinder. And then I had some CBD dust, and I put that in there. And then I rolled it up in a nice, raw, unfiltered paper. Like, I just think this is how I'm going to roll. Like, I don't need cigars. I don't need tobacco. I don't need cigarettes. Um, I just need to stretch <laughs> and meditate. Uh, this is, are you guys... What, how are you guys doing? I just, please reach out. Um, the numbers are going up. Um, we're getting more guests. I see the expanding of the podcast. Uh, we got the IG going. The Instagram, check out the, the Instagram. Follow the Instagram. I'm going to start putting more and more clips up there. It's the at Cannabis Coffee Hour. And then my own personal Instagram is at Rob88Gantrell. 
The only thing is uh, doing a podcast and smoking a spliff at the same time. I mean, this is just a really good joint. You almost don't want to talk. And I'm trying to not talk as much, <laughs> except for the podcast. I love the podcast. I love doing it. Um, you know, I could have easily, easily skipped this week. But I just don't feel right skipping. I like holding it down. I like keeping it moving. And I like smoking a little bit of herb. And I like talking it out. You know, there's, I really have not gone on stage at all. Um, and that's after 20 years of doing stand-up comedy. Man, this whole thing's going to be a trip if we get out of it. But the vaccine's firing up. New strain in London. Watch out for that. Numbers are going up, washing my hands, kind of locking it down. Just, I just want to get through Christmas um, and get that all done with. Not that it should be done. We should be celebrating and, and giving and giving to each other. I've just been out doing Christmas shopping, and it's kind of a mess. I'm a total dude. I've left it to the last 48 hours. My chick almost started crying. I, I had to promise her I was going to get some shit, get some good shit, and I am. But I also wanted to make sure we did a podcast and talk about uh, The Mandalorian. Dude, uh, I just, you know, I haven't had that much time uh, to watch TV. I know it sounds like I'm just doing the podcast and smoking herb, but I'm keeping it moving on all fronts at the home base. So I haven't been able to get down with the Mandalorian and but this week I just I killed the whole two seasons I'm full in I was thinking about it I was dreaming about it I was looking forward to other episodes I went back to a couple different episodes okay let's break down the Mandalorian Disney Plus shout out to my man Bill Burr you were amazing uh, dude uh, the thing is, is I, you know, Bill Burr was nice enough to be on this podcast and we are friends. He's a little bit older in terms of the years of comedy that he's been doing it. But at both of us stage, like right before he was famous and right when I got off last comic standing, we did, I don't know, maybe for like two years, we did a lot of shows together. And it was because he was in New York and I was just getting into New York and he was just moving to L.A. And he was just figuring out San Francisco and L.A. But my home base was San Francisco. So, but those guys loved him, man. The whole punchline, San Francisco just went nuts for Bill Burr when he popped in terms of like getting famous. And um, he just got really busy. But him acting just blows me away and inspires me and just man it's amazing uh to see my friend doing you know star wars shit <laughs> and this is like next level star wars shit man i've been talking to a lot of people well a lot of people meeting like uh, my brother-in-law but uh about the mandalorian but uh i just loved how it was shot man like one of my favorite uh, TV shows as a youngster was The Rifleman, which was odd. It was on this weird Christian network, and I'm sure it was sponsored by the NRA. And I don't even like guns. I don't even own guns. But I do like a mission, and I do like good over evil um, type of stories. F 
fantasy, I guess. And it was just a cowboy show. It was a 30-minute show, and this guy... But I liked how he cocked his rifle. He would flip the rifle, and he was a sharpshooter. He was like a Jedi rifle dude of the cowboy age. It reminded me a lot of, like, The Mandalorian, how it was shot. Wasn't, like, shot like a uh, CGI heavy graphics thing. It was. There was elements of that because John Favreau who directed it and produced it and wrote it he didn't direct all the episodes they had all kinds of cool directors doing this thing they're 40 minute vignettes and it looks so dope it looks like uh lost in space to me or Battlestar Galactica because they still rely I really think the whole helmet thing with the Mandalorian. Just first, the character's dope, man. Anybody that rolls solo mission and who's not, you know, Roland Solo is, I've always loved Roland Dolo. <laughs> Roland Solo is where it's at. I mean, you gotta have your crew, you gotta have your friends, but you also gotta learn how to roll solo because most of life is that. Um, and the Mandalorian is just cruising, but you're looking for connection, and you meet Baby Yoda. <laughs> Dude, Baby Yoda is so dope. Um, no, I loved it. And how it was shot in his helmet, and some of the scenes with the spaceships, and you could tell, like, they were doing it on huge sets, but then also using a mixture of computer graphics, and also... Uh, mixture of good acting and the sound, the music. Oh man, the music in Mandalorian. It, I've been really getting to, into music soundtracks, and the ones I really dig are the synthesizer ones from the early 80s. Like I was talking with my m man Thomas G. Waits. Uh, like the Warriors have that crazy synthesizer. Halloween, I think it's the same John Carpenter. Yo, Halloween has crazy synthesizers. Escape from New York has crazy... That, you know, just like right when they learned that they can make electric space music. Man, dudes, some it kind of sounded corny in the beginning, like when those... Like when Van Halen broke out the synthesizers for Jump. Like, um... Wow, I gotta slow down. This, uh... Sacred Life. I'm just so excited about life, man. It is sacred. And I want everybody to take care of each other and take care of yourself. But that's what I'm trying to do. And it's hard, man. You slip up. Negative thought patterns. Um, waking up wrong. Like, just waking up wrong. Like, starting the rhythm off wrong can funk you out for a while. Um, so just... Uh, I've just been trying to take care of myself, and man, I've just been really enjoying the snow. I went sledding at <laughs> six feet distance from everybody. I only went three times. I got tired quick, man. Running in the snow and running on sand are two of the hardest activities. They look easy, but they're hard as fuck, man. And they look nice, and they look fun, but they'll tire you out. The same goes for stand-up, man. Stand-up comedy looks easy. But it's the hardest thing, and it's the easiest thing. It's like those type of things, man. There's always a payoff. Or there's always, whatever you, whatever it's like easy, there's always some hardness to it, you know? Everything kind of evens out. 
wow, like I rolled a nice pinner. I would say it was like the size of my pinky and I only did like half of it. I mean, it was really like top shelf herb though. It was like, um, like I felt a little bad rolling it, but I thought for this final Christmas episode, um, and I do have a Ricoli here, a green tea with echinacea. Watch out, kid. Um, Ricola, ready to rock in case my uh, voice goes. But I, I feel my energy level is like perfect right now. I have been doing for three days in a row uh, the Tibetan Five Rites, which are these stretches. And then I listened to the Tao Te Ching by Wayne Dyer, this like Buddhist thing. And I uh, stretch and I stretch and I've been doing that, but they're like core exercises. But I will say they do work. Like my uh, gut isn't as bad. <laughs> like I got the two part, it's still there. Like I still, I have a, it's not a full on like four by four tire. It's a uh, bicycle tire. <laughs> but, uh, but the top part, dude, I got two like top little mini uh, six packs because it's pretty much leg lifts. You do these like, you know, on your back and you do like the six inches, but you do that like 21 times. You do like these sit-ups and I've been doing that and uh, I never rocked sit-ups because I am, I have a long torso, so it kind of, funks my back out like I went through this whole like rowing machine phase I thought rowing machines were the dopest thing ever like you get your beats and you pump your rowing machine and I was doing that but one time I did it and I just tweet I just because it's a lot of your back it was a lot of your spine and your lower spine one time I just I went hard in the paint I guess I was rocking out to some too much fucking speed metal are some hardcore Fugazis and shit, man. And uh, I ripped my back out. Not totally, but I just, I tweaked it. And I, I was just wary of it. I was like, ah, that kind of funked me out. And it did this like click thing. I was like, I ain't fucking with that. Um, you gotta be careful of your back and your heart. That's why I've been taking my heart vitamins, my COQ10, and drinking my sacred life kombucha. Um, this is coconut water. Coco if you ever surf or hot, like coconut water replenishes so much faster and quicker to me than Gatorade. But I'm not going to lie. This GTS uh, blue kombucha tastes really close to Gatorade. <laughs> it's not, but it tastes really close to it. No, it's not. It's got, it's delicious. I love coconut water, I love ginger, and then I guess that other blue, I guess the blue shit is like a sweetener. Like, I think it's, yeah, I think it's that shit that's not honey, but from the cactus. So, um, that's fire, man. Check out this, if you can get it, man, and this is only a limited batch, but they had it at the store, man. It's light blue, don't be afraid. Sacred life, come alive. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, so Mandalorian, yeah, the beats were insane. I love the storyline. Um, each episode was different, and some of them were not as good as the others. And the second 
season started off a little odd, but then picked up steam, and by the end, it was like the bomb diggity in the final two episodes. Again, shout out to Bill Burr, man. He had that, he had a whole episode, um, and he did this wild uh, monologue, and then he had to shoot the cat. I don't want to ruin it, but man, um, it was like some real emotional acting, and he pulled it off, and to be in a space suit with lasers and aliens, and that's not really his gig, and for him to pull it off and be and and, and entertaining me, um, and it was kind, of, you know, he's always kind of funny, and there, yeah, there was some, definitely a couple laughs I remember. Um, there, I forget what it, it was. One that he was leaving the ship, he said something. Uh, but that, you know, it is just a great, the Mandalorian, and then I don't want to, you know, the next thing coming, man, I'm all about, man, uh, Boba Fett all day. Uh, not to ruin it, but I'm sure it's out there. If you're into the Mandalorian, you should know by now. Or maybe, I, I don't know. But I didn't, like, my brother-in-law hit me to, like, them cluing up. Like, they kind of did it like those Iron Man movies. They clue, like goes to credits and then this whole other piece of content pops up and it hips you to the whole thing and uh no boba fett all day like that was dude boba fett stole the original star wars like he just popped in a couple times and i just remember boba fett was just as hot as han solo in terms of what like figurines people wanted like if you were gonna get a millennial falcon like, if it was between Boba Fett, because Boba Fett did have, like, a jetpack and, like, these bazooka guns. Like, all Han Solo had was, like, a little gun, and uh, Yoda was badass. He had, like, a, this, like, cane and shit. The original figurines. Um, I didn't get, I never got the Millennial Falcon. I never went heavy. I think I had some figurines. I remember it just got big, and everybody had it. It was almost like Legos and shit. Um... But man, I rarely get to watch um, good TV, and that was just fucking sick, man. Um, so we're locking it down in New York. Super winter, like snow. I'm about to. I'm looking at buying some Sorels. <laughs> That's how fucking snowy it is. Um, the only thing is, like. I've never had a pair of Sorrells, but like if you're ever like over 12 inches of snow and I think it's going to be a crazy winter and I don't have any good boots. I mean, Timberlands are good, but if you're doing heavy like snow, snow, like wet, like especially, no, the bunkest shit in the world, <laughs> one of the bunkest things to ever happen to you is uh i know this podcast is about the, all about positivity and herb and kombucha but uh dude stepping in an ice puddle off the curb in new york city if you ever had the when you just have to step if you've ever stepped in one of those ice like you could die man you could die like some of those ice like there's it's literally like maybe two feet of sludge ice uh water like coldness and it goes over your ankle and if you're not prepared 
I mean, it's gonna, it is gonna freeze your foot to the bone, man. This is no joke, man. New York is connected to Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, now that, I did work in Buffalo. People should know this. I, my buddy, shout out to my buddy Jake, who gave me a job in Buffalo. I took the train from Las Vegas to Buffalo, New York to work construction for two and a half months to make a few grand to go into New York City for the first time. I think that was the first time I went in to New York City as a comedian and I tried to move there with only like a year and a half of experience and whipped my ass and I went back to San Francisco, which was the best thing. I lived, I mean, I love New York. Um, it's the best place, but those three years in San Francisco was some of the funnest and it was some of the brokest. <laughs> and it was one of the, some of the most closest to the gutter I've ever been, but some of the best times. Because uh, it's just like the West Coast is just fucking dope, man. I love good weather. <laughs> and they have good weather, and they definitely have good weed, and definitely great music. All the live music. I just saw so much music out there. I mean, I see music here. Everything's here. But there, it's just seemed like... Everybody dropped what they were doing to go to a show. Like, the show was, like, a bigger deal than the gig. Like, when people went to, like, sh the fish shows out at those places, um, Shoreline, I guess, and then the Warfield, and then the Fillmore, and then Bill Graham Presents uh, Auditorium. Like, I saw, yeah, I saw the Beastie Boys at Bill Graham's auditorium and it's like right dude it's right like right on market street it's like in their town square but that's where like all the homeless people are it's right below the mission not the mission but the uh tenderloin um i can't wait to get back out to california man and you know the two places i've never been that i really want to go i gotta put it on the vision board are hawaii and um new orleans but I don't booze, so I don't really, but I do love music, and I do love good food, and I do love good coffee, and I know they got the bomb-ass cafes and a lot of cool people, so, but their comedy scene's kind of, you know, whatever, is uh, New Orleans, um, and then Hawaii, they do have some comedy, I just haven't been over there yet, I need to get over there, and, uh, and do some cannabis coffee hour shows. I can't wait. When we get out of this, dude, when we get out of this, let's do the year in review. This has been a great year for this podcast. And I, and I got a new logo. I got a new uh, guess, like crazy guess. Uh, I had so much fun with Vince Averill and Dan Curry, the last two. And then Danny Danko. And then... Um, Bobby Black and Bill Burr, you know, it's just been, uh, it's just been a blast. And there's, I have some other pe I have, I have tentacles out there. I got, what do they call them? I got, I got some feelers, but that sounds so creepy. Uh, no, I'm just going to ask people and then be like, yo, you could do it like five weeks from now. And now everybody has a podcast or there's so many podcasts, whether they want to do it or do mine. But mine is like chill and it's short and all you're going to do is talk to me and I'm going to probably be weeded out and I want to talk about music and food and kombucha. 
and coffee and comedy. Um, that's the gig, man. Please like and subscribe and tell your friends about the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Hashtag. I'll never say that again. <laughs> I need to stop doing the cheesy salesman pitch. I know what this thing is. It's a good podcast. I enjoy it. I love doing it. That's going to come through. I've gotten letters. I've gotten shout outs. And when there was comedy, people came up to me. It's like, yo, I listened to your podcast. So um, I know it's doing something. And especially during this pandemic, it's just so good to get um, something weekly to express uh, because I can't go on stage or I've chosen not to go on stage as much. Um, but it's been just a weird year, um, with COVID has just been the most brutal part of it and the figures and all the death and the mental illness and how we're coming out of it. And, but, I, you know, I promised myself not to go down those thought patterns, especially for this podcast like this. I try to create a place in space like inner space, you know? That's what inner space is all about. It's like creating this place where nobody fucking matters, man. Nothing else matters, you know? It's like your own private island. I am a rock. I am an island. Are they talking about New York? Manhattan is a fucking island. It's fucking just a rock. I like Brooklyn more than Manhattan. But respect to all of New York and all New Yorkers, I do give them a lot of hell. Um, not a lot. They, uh, I have a lot of love um, here. And man, I love my life and it is a sacred life. And um, I'm doing comedy and this is like the best place to do it. Um, it's an easy place to uh, stay relevant because there's just a lot of shows and a lot of people and... You know, that's the other thing I'm just learning, especially with this internet and Zoom life and interviews and and putting together your own stuff, DIY. That's what was so cool about having Vince Averill on and talking about hardcore music and just doing things punk rock, you know, just fucking knocking it out, making a podcast about kombucha and uh, smoking some cest. Ah. Which I love the best. I cracked the window so it's a little chilly in here. I may have to go put this hat on. Um, but yeah, I've been loving the Mandalorian. I've been stretching. I've been stretch. I've been smoking and stretching, like smoking before I'm stretching, and that has been kind of good. <laughs> I do enjoy that because sometimes I'm like, oh. Because the older you get, the more stretching is like, it just feels so fucking good. That's how you stay young, is by staying flexible. That's how you get through life, is by, I don't know, but that's how I feel, is like staying flexible. Because nothing's really perfect, ever. And you, and you have to change, and rearrange, and move things around. Like, um... I may have to slow down on the coffee a little bit. Uh, performing is going to be different when we get back. But I am excited to do it. I do think, you know, the one thing is, is all these vaccine, 
vaccines. It's like weird. Like it's all this good news and it's all this bad news and ah, fuck it all, you know. Um, you really do have to concentrate on your inner self and your inner garden <laughs> uh, within your heart, man. Fucking get that garden going. Maybe some birds will come in there and start singing Prince tunes to you. Um, Prince, when pigeons cry. <laughs> uh, I have been writing and organizing my material. I got to do a stand-up special. I will. Um, I've done albums. I'm, there's nothing to it but to do it these days. Um, but I haven't been excited to go out there and perform live. It's just an odd thing of the spreading of it. But I don't hate on people that do. And I don't know if anybody has the right answer. So I'm just going to play the cards I got the way I got them. And uh, a, a lot of it is just laying low and doing what you do and doing what you love and doing shit that brings you joy. I've been cooking like crazy, man. Um, I've been getting into making um, french fries, <laughs> boiling potatoes, man. Fry, french fries are some of the best. To, if you do it right, fried potatoes are some of, like, you can really bliss out, enjoy out. If they're crispy enough, salty enough, fresh enough, oh, man. Uh, I got a bag of just, like, uh, crunchy steak fries for the oven the other day, but I did it, like, 360, and I timed it. Like, and I moved it and I sprayed it down with Pam, which is cannoli oil. That's some good oil. The Pam is all cannoli. Well, you got to get the cannoli oil, which is kind of like an olive oil, but different. But it's an easy cooking. It's a good burger cooker. Um, that's what I, I think. Who's that dude? Top chef. Not Wolfgang Puck, but, oh, Bobby Flay. That's what I, I read up on making burgers one time. And he was all about, you make the patty, really simple, but you got to hit it with some cannoli oil. You don't have to, but it's just one of the things to make it, you know, kind of cook on the grill a lot better. But I haven't been red meating it that much. Um, but I still, <laughs> I've been getting into uh, some creamy salad dressings. I've been going hardcore on like, I mean, I, like, I do like a good Caesar salad and that, that steakhouse, steakhouse salad dressing, uh, Caesar salad dressing, light. That's what I got. And I've been getting into those big tomatoes. What are those, beef heart tomatoes? Is that what they're called? Are they really called beef heart? Those big ass tomatoes. Let me read that. I, I like, my wife gets the fucking little ones. I'm like, yo, I want, the, I want the, Big ass tomatoes. Beef heart. Tomato. That's what it is. Beef heart tomato. Ugly tomatoes. Let's Wikipedia beef heart. Beef heart. Michigan heirlooms. Large to extra large. Red chrism heart shaped fruits are born singly on a Rather diminutive plants. Production is high and steady all season. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, 
Beef steak, that's what it is. Beef steak tomatoes. It's so weird. Such a weird name to call a tomato. But it, it does have like a steaky vibe to it. Because if you go to a steakhouse and you get a salad, they always got the beef steak tomatoes, man. Why is it? It's like, dude, beef, that's how good. The, the, it's like two meat products naming a weird, gigantic fruit vegetable thing. That's the thing. Tomatoes are weird because they're fruit and vegetables. I went to this, dude, I went to this really old school Italian deli and I got some marinara sauce and I got some pre-made uh, uh, ricotta cheese stuff shells and I'm gonna fucking cook that up for Christmas, man. And I got some apple cider and I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I don't really drink alcohol, but I might do it for this because I always liked hot cider with a little bit of rum, buttered cider. I got to look it up. You put, you put out, you put apple cider, you put cinnamon, and then you put butter and then you put rum and, um, you cook that up, you cook that up like crack and, uh, and it's amazing. It is a delicious, delicious drink. I think we're gonna maybe have one of those on Christmas to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, giving and peace and love to everyone um, around the world. Um, but not everybody celebrates Christmas and everybody does it different. Christmas has gotten kind of weird with all the buying. Because that's not what Big J was all about. But he, I think it's all about giving. Like being selfless. That's the message, you know. It's, uh, the message is love. And what love does is not think of itself. Love uh, goes towards the light. And the light being, um, you know, just helping whoever's around, non-judgmental, you know, just whatever happens, you're there and you try to do the right thing. Um, I think. Um, I, could, I could finish this J and really close out this um, podcast because we're getting around towards the end. But... Um, Music-wise, I have been back on my guitar. I've been tuning it. I've been polishing it with a handkerchief. I got a handkerchief. It's a good one, and I just enjoy it. But finding time to do it when it's not annoying because everybody's kind of locked in. Um, thank God I have the day-to-day. -day. Nobody's around, so I, I just wanted to jump on and do this podcast real quick and talk to you and drink some kombucha, some coconut super ginger blue sauce. That's what the future's all about, man. I do think legalization in America is gonna happen and it's gonna be heavy. Um, but maybe not, I don't think it's gonna be that heavy because only a certain amount of people really do like herb. And the rest, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's, that's fine and dandy. It just should be a little bit regulated and legal. Because 
I don't know, man. You know Trump doesn't smoke weed. You know, they, they, I don't know, he just does. You know, I never got into Coke and Adderall and and sometimes I would be bummed out. I, mean, I remember I got in a fight with an early girlfriend when I first started doing stand-up. And I was like, I'm not co- that competitive. And she's like, you're in the most competitive business in the world. Like, you are competitive. And I was like, no, I'm not. And uh, I think I may have been lying. Because I think underneath it, if you wanted to peel back layers, I'm definitely competitive. And I definitely... Now that I've figured out my ego a lot more, I, I will say that this pandemic, as bad as it's been, the meditation has helped me um, kind of realize what my ego, my ego identity, that's what it is. It figures out what your ego identity is. And I can kind of tell when it kicks in. And now whenever it kicks in, I'm just like, ego, 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 ego. I just say that over my head. Like I identify it, you know, and by identifying it, I know not to, you know, really take it as law. I just had a couple of tokes and then I'm putting it out and now it's just like burning all over the place. And then you go back for one more and you're like, oh dang, dude. And then you're like, well, let's put this fucking thing out and stick it up in the joint. Um, but I do love a good spliff and I do love a good kombucha and I do love doing this podcast and I do love music. I do love cooking. Um, Oh yeah, I gotta make jerk chicken. I got this blue mountain jerk sauce. I'm gonna do it in the slow cooker. But I gotta Google that. I've done it before, but I wanna put some vegetables in there too. Because the jerk sauce is just, it's like a different style. It's not even like barbecue sauce. It's like an earthier, more like, it's just like a lot of ginger and a lot of pepper and a lot of like all these different like grains and salts and stuff and it's like it makes this like dark mucky stuff that just has a very distinct it's spicy but it's not barbecue um but it tastes good on everything like i always liked it on chicken but they do it on shrimp and they do it in vegetables um yeah that's when i really liked it it is just a very good uh, distinct taste. Uh, beef heart, chocolate and zucchini? I don't even know what that is all about. <laughs> I'm just reading off this recipe underneath me. Um, but people are going crazy with food. People are going crazy with herb with all the dabs and, and edibles and all that stuff. But to me, just a half a joint and a half a bottle of kombucha. I'm not going to kill this whole bottle. That's the weird thing. I never kill like the whole bottle of kombucha. I don't know. I only make it like halfway through it, no matter how much. Sometimes I, I don't know, but most of the time there's always like a half bottle of kombucha because there is like this vinegary thing going on and it is kind of hardcore, like to have your gut full of the stuff. But I guess it's like life... It's life-giving organisms, um, which we all are. Yeah, all 
All of life is uh, moving this energy through, man. It's a sacred life. It's a good life. Um, I'm going to hopefully get through this COVID shit, man. But once that happens, you know, hopefully, I, you know, I'll just be in a position where I can tour and especially do more of the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Like, I have the whole vision board laid out. Sign up for the Patreon. That will help out so much. Rob Cantrell Coffee. Um, so I can get more video and kind of maybe have a space locked down. But I also want to do this at restaurants. And we got a new camera, so I'm going to start working with that. And once, you know, once things open up, I have, uh, I have some good ideas for guests. But I also like to leave it up to the universe. Sometimes I don't know. Like I was planning on a couple people. I don't want to blow up their spot because nobody's super committed. But everybody's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I have friends that will definitely do it that uh, I've been holding off on just because I know I can get them. I'd rather like reach out. You know, that's why I've been doing so many California guests is that I'm, you know, trying to reach out of just like my immediate like cats that are around but they're always there too but i also like you know establishing like yo i could do this solo mission i can put some beats on here um and then we can just knock it out that way i definitely give a high grade uh to this kombucha check out this kombucha gts limited edition sacred life blue bottle damn this shit was awesome and uh, I definitely give a shout out to, it's called Cactus Jack. It's a great strain. It's not a, it's a sativa, but it has, it's a hybrid. There is a little bit of uh, chillness to it, but it's definitely an uplifter. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for listening. And I hope uh, all is well and uh, good vibes to everyone. Peace. I'm out.